Hello and welcome back to Who We Can Believe In. We're Rachi and Tali, twins and lifelong sports fans here to bring you into our growing love for women's basketball and make the case for why this is the sport we should all be watching. Tal, it has been a while. It has. It has. We've missed you, listeners. We really, we really have. And, you know, the reason we've been gone is because we're just in this time of drought. We're after the WNBA season ended. There's just no good basketball to watch. But actually, that's really not true because there's a whole lot of good basketball to watch. A whole lot. We spent some of the winter watching some highlights from overseas where our favorite WNBA players have been playing. But the truth is, is that the most exciting women's basketball that is happening right now is happening at the collegiate level. And it is so incredibly exciting. So many friends you know, good players, but also friends we feel connected to mm-hmm, that we mm-hmm. that we learned about from last March Madness. We get to see grow and shine. Some are even on new teams. It's just incredible. And Tal, I'm wondering, as a real super fan, if you could lay out the land for us of the NCAA women's landscape. So it has been an incredible season. For those of you who have been watching the games, you might have noticed this as well. There have been so many upsets. There have been, in a a similar way that we talked about in the WNBA, about the fluidity of the teams, there's been a lot of fluidity this year because of COVID with games needing to be postponed, people out on COVID protocol, but also because this this year before um, before the season began, there were actually a lot of really interesting transfers, um, players transferring from one team to another um, to see if they can find a better spot for their fit and teams also trying to get the right group of, of players together to make a good a good um, run for championships in their in their leagues. And so I I've been watching actually a lot of basketball more than I expected to. I mean, what else is there to do? I know right it's now? so true. It really makes me so happy, especially in moments when it feels like we're going in the wrong direction and other things. Um, but I've of course been watching South Carolina. They are not disappointing this year. Our South Carolina Gamecocks, who came in projected to be number one, I think they've actually been in the number one seed of all college basketball teams for the whole season. They've only lost once. I think their record is either 16 and one or 17 and one at the moment. Um, but Don Staley has recruited an amazing class of freshmen to South Carolina to join an already incredible group of players. Aaliyah Boston is having an incredible season. I've really loved watching Destiny Henderson, mm, who's mm. the point guard and so fast and so poised and really is a wonderful curator of the South Carolina plays. Something that's both exciting and sad is that Destiny Henderson, I think, is a senior and will likely be entering the draft. So this is our last opportunity to watch the Carolina Gamecocks led by her um continue to play 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 with her on their team um and also it's just an incredibly star-studded group of folks that Don Staley has put together um she signed a pretty epic contract in the beginning of the season which was really groundbreaking for women's coaches in basketball um and it's clearly showing that South Carolina is very committed and knowing that they're women's basketball team is what to, is what to be investing in right now. So that's been so exciting. 
Another team you may remember from the NCAA tournament last year is Arizona, led oh. by Adia Barnes. Um, and that was Ari McDonald's team, you may remember, who is now on the Atlanta Dream after the draft. But they have stayed extremely, extremely competitive and this year have been in the top 10 for a lot of the season. Um, I think they've only lost once or twice. And they've been so fun to watch as well. Sh- Shayna Pennington, who's who was, I think, less known because Ari McDonald took so much of the the spotlight last year, has had an incredible season, um, and Arizona has had some really, really exciting games. Rich, were you going to add something? Oh, no. Um, Next, who I'm watching, Iowa. Caitlin Clark, you may remember, she was one of the really exciting freshmen to watch. Her and Paige Beckers of UConn got to face off in a game, I think in the Sweet 16 that UConn won. But Iowa is so fun to watch. They're seeded 25, but when in the games that I've watched... I just feel like they could be competitive with any team, any night. Caitlin Clark is an absolute star. She's done some things that nobody has done in men or women's college basketball over these over this first year and a half that she's been playing. She actually just had two straight triple doubles, which means over 10 points, rebounds, and assists for over 10 of something. Um, for her, it was points, rebounds, and assists in two straight games with also scoring 30 plus points. Whoa. Apparently no player has ever done that in women's or men's college basketball to have two straight games where that happened. She's so electric to watch. She also spreads the ball out in an incredible way. Her and Monica Sanano, those pick and rolls, those passes, they are so crisp, so beautiful. Loving Iowa. Another, um, so now to shift to someone we re- may remember on a different team from the, from the NCAA tournament, Kim Mulkey, who was the really renowned coach of Baylor, um, made a very surprising move to coach LSU, Louisiana State University, and has really done an amazing job with their program. LSU is currently I think they're 13 or maybe even higher than that right now. They, and I think they weren't seeded very much in previous seasons before, but they have some incredible players. Kayla Pointer at the point guard and, and guard spot, who's done an amazing job. They call her KP3, which may sound similar to Candace Parker of the Chicago Sun, who they call CP3. She's, she's an excellent guard, one of the guards to watch. And Kim Mulkey has said that she's been underrated and not really seen as one of the top guards in the country, but she really should. LSU played an incredible game actually about the uh, against the South Carolina Gamecocks, which South Carolina won, um, but it was really quite competitive. And also Kim Mulkey wears these incredible, incredible sequenced blazers that are like sparkling mm. from miles away. It's just really a lot of glitz, a lot of glamour, but that's the kind of basketball that LSU is playing this season. Another uh, person from um, last year's last year's um, NCAA tournament who is now on a different team. This is a little bit. Um, this may seem a little bit uh, very specific, but remember that game with Troy against Texas A and I do. I do remember that game. Troy we, got robbed. We knew nothing about Troy, but they came with so much heart. They were so tough. They were a t- they were above ten seed playing uh, Texas A and M, who was definitely heavily favored to win. And Troy played an incredible game. One of their best players was Alexis Die, who was so competitive, so aggressive, so smooth. And she transferred to Tennessee. So she's playing for the Lady Volunteers, who've always been a pretty competitive team. 
And the Tennessee Volunteers have done an amazing job this season. I think the trio of Alexis Dye, Tamari Key, and Jordan Holston. Um, Horston. Horston, thank you. Um, I think they're the top rebounding like crew uh, in all of the country. And something that's really fun about Tennessee is that I think they've really gelled together as a team, had very many wins, and they're really well known this year for their exciting and eccentric locker room celebrations after their wins. Mm, mm. They have camera, they have cameras in the locker room, so we've been able to see some of them, including hiding in lockers and turning off lights for when people come in. It's just really dancing. It's just really, really fun, really, really joyful and really great basketball. The last two teams that I'll talk about are, one is NC State. They are currently ranked fourth, but they may end up going up in the ranks because they had an incredible win this week against number three, Louisville. NC State has gotten an amazing transfer who's from Philly, Diamond Johnson, who is just so confident, so aggressive, making so many baskets, this past week had an incredible fourth quarter against Louisville in this very, very hyped game. She scored 14 points in the fourth quarter, um, giving NC State a ton of energy to come back from a 14-point deficit at the beginning of the fourth quarter to win in incredible fashion at home with their crowd going wild. Um, And lastly, I have not watched Oregon play except for one game um, this past week, trying to remember who it was against, um, I don't remember. It's okay. Um, but they, um, they have been, they've had their top players injured for a while. Um, one of whom's name is Tahini Pow Pow. And she is an incredibly aggressive player. Um, who just like knocked down all of the threes was an incredible point guard and passer, um, in this last game that they won in really wonderful fashion. And I think Oregon has not been in the national conversation because they haven't been healthy for much of the year, but now I think all of their players are back and they're really shining. And so I think as we think about March and the, the teams that we're going to continue to see really doing a great job, they're, they're on my radar too. What would you add? I know that was a lot. Wow, Tal, you really gave us quite the quite the journey there. Really made all the visits to all the parts of the country, all the best players. And it really just strikes me how much talent mm. there is, mm-hmm. how many amazing players. One team that comes to mind for me is the, is Indiana, the Indiana Hoosiers. We mm. watched an incredible game last week where they were um, down and coming back in the last minute. Um, and their players, Grace Berger, Ali Pattenberg, they just kept making incredibly important, high stakes, hard shots. And I was just so, so amazed by the poise of these players. And they're so young. They're like 18, 19, 20 yeah. years old. And they are just knocking down really, really important shots at really important times in front of huge crowds, which maybe the crowds shouldn't be that big, but they are and it's okay. And here we are. And it's it's just so striking to me how amazing all of these players are. And we see it at the WNBA level. We've really gotten so used to it. But to watch the the younger versions of these players uh, step into these roles mm-hmm. and these moments of such high stakes is really incredible to see. And I think that something I'm noticing as we're watching college basketball is that there's so many amazing teams. There's so many amazing players. It's not just two teams, mm-hmm. as it seemed to us when we were watching in the 1990s and early 2000s. Yeah. It's 
an incredible, incredible pool of talent. And I think that you really get this sense of abundance when it comes to watching um, women's college basketball. And oftentimes in the WNBA, we definitely feel this amazing, amazing skill, these amazing games, so many buzzer beaters, so many exciting moments, but there are only 12 teams. Mm -hmm. And it's really a shame that there are so few spots for all of these amazing players and so few games when you think about it in comparison to the college level. And so as I am getting really into this season and finding new players and new teams to cheer for every single week, I feel so aware of the importance of continuing to build out women's professional basketball, um, both professionally um, and also just seeing the, the wealth spread around on all of these amazing college teams. So we really, really, really want to encourage everybody to watch or follow or just go to ESPN.com and, and see the highlights and, and really get a sense for all of these amazing players. Oh, what's that I hear? And that's the buzzer. I'm sure you've all missed that. <laughs> and that's time for today. Thank you so much to our listeners for joining us. And thank you to our executive producer, Liz Ashleman, as well as Rachel Fichtenbaum for the name Hoop We Can Believe In. And just a reminder, because it's been a while, we do have a Gmail account for folks who would like to get in touch with us. It's hoopwecanbelieveen at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thoughts? questions, whatever's on your mind. And we know that we have received some some emails, which at some point we promise we will get to. Um, but yeah, this has been Hoop We Can Believe In. We're Tali and Rachie signing off.